When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mark for Tatum, pretty good look. Left side three, got it. That was a wide open look, Tim. They didn't even step out and challenge. Now the Celtics are starting to knock down threes, and that is calamitous for the Bucks. Boston by 11. Uh, I'm, yeah, I believed it. Um, I believe in the work that we've put in. I believe in the work that I put in. I was rather more, you know, I was excited for that challenge. You know, down 3-2, backs against the water, going on the road against a great team, and get a, a must-win game. I was I was excited for that. As much as it hurt to lose Game Five, I was looking forward to that challenge. You know, because I believe I believe in myself. I believe in this team. You know, I expected to play the way I did. I expected for us to respond the way we did. So as much as Game Five hurt, um, I was excited for that challenge. Jason Tatum. Oh yeah. I mean, there are very few times in NBA history where a team has been down 3-2 in a series and gone on the road and won. And they're so infrequent that a lot of them really stand out. A couple of them happened in this very market here. You got the uh, the 1981 East Finals, Celtics and 76ers. On the road to uh, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, his first championship in green. Cedric Maxwell, the finals MVP, his first championship in green. And uh, the Seas uh, the coming back down 3-2 to Philly in 81. Stuff of legend now. The Beat LA series. If, you, uh, if you've heard the term Beat LA, it comes from the Philly fans uh, cheering that. At the Celtics, I believe. Now, we're trying to get some. Do we have B-Rub? Oh, yeah. Nice. 88. Hawks, Celtics. That's the series of the duel. Larry Bird against Dominique Wilkins. Uh, That was game seven, but game six. That's another one where the Celtics won on the road. But then a bad one. 2012. Celtics and Heat. Had the lead 3-2 going back to TD Garden. And LeBron just, oh, man. Oh, I'll, I'll never forget the feeling of watching that game and the deflation. That's probably how Bucks fans felt at uh, game six. Brian Robb of Mass Live wrote about that this week. Jason Tatum's performance in game six. And now, well, the Celtics have flat out won the series. So it even adds to the legend. B-Rob, thanks for joining us here uh, this evening. How you doing? I'm good, man. We got a uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Sean. Who a few months ago? Who'd have thought? <laughs> well, we were, you know, we were on the air a couple weeks ago, and it was Celtics Nets, and they were on the doorstep of a of a sweep. We were feeling pretty good, but it was all, you know, kind of cautious optimism. I'm really interested in, uh, you know, obviously figuring out who wins here between. Uh, Phoenix and Dallas, but I want to see those odds. I mean, you know, as a person who covers the game like you do, you got to have. Uh, your eye to the 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 wagering is is such a big factor right now. Uh, do you have any sort of feel for like 
what they're going to be? I mean, could the Celtics even be a favorite uh, favorite to to be a finals winner? They, I think they certainly could be. I mean, we know that they're favorites. They're slight favorites right now over the Heat entering this series. But, yeah, it's hard. I, like, Phoenix and Golden State, no matter who wins, um, assuming Phoenix advances tonight, yeah, right. they'll have home court advantage. Yep. Um, but I'm not sure that's enough. I mean, the Celtics have just been this much of a juggernaut now, and the way they came back in this series, even with Middleton out of the picture, I still think everyone kind of looks at what all these teams have left and what you know the Celtics have to work with here. If Rob Williams coming, you know, probably becoming more and more of a factor as the East Finals continue here, it wouldn't surprise me if they're the, the, the down favorite once uh, everything gets settled. You mentioned Middleton there. I mean, obviously. You know, matchups are kind of everything, and when one guy goes down and the next man steps up, but does the the fact that the an all star was sitting out the series for Milwaukee, do you think that cheapens the win in any way for you know from a, an observer's perspective of of this series? Or I mean, it was just kind of like, hey, you know, we got our guys, you know, we got Rob hurt, Smart missed a game, you got your guys, you got Middleton hurt, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, no one's gonna remember this a couple years ago. I mean, except for Bucks fans. Because, I mean, just look at the Celtics. The Celtics lost to 2020 and to the Heat in the conference finals. They had a shell of Gordon Hayward in that series. Yeah. But no one cares about that. That doesn't delegitimize what the Heat did during that playoff run. We talk about it now. Um, same thing with the Cavs in 2018 when they took down the Celtics in the East Finals. Like, no Hayward, no Irving there. Like, people, people don't care. I mean, general fans, they're not going to care about these injuries. And the Celtics went to war with the defending champions. Who were shorthanded? It kind of what the what the Bucks did in the series, Sean, kind of reminded me of the Celtics in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. when they lost in seven to the Magic. Yep, um, with no KG there, and this was like again they showed kind of the the heart of the champion, the fight, if you will, to to get it that far. But when you push game to shove, obviously they are missing a key piece here, and that's that's the way it goes in the NBA. Like you know, injuries are are a part of it, and the Celtics have had miserable injury luck for years upon years in the postseason ever since pretty much 2008. And now as they get pretty close to the hole, they, they finally took advantage of an opportunity that was there for them. And, um, are, you know, I think they're going to be not to de- delegitimized in the process just because Nelson's out. Yeah. I mean, you look at all sports, right? I mean, how many teams win championships with a super key injury? It really does come down to health and having your best version of yourself intact. So that's part of the reason why the Celtics uh, get to advance. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about officiating. There's been a lot of hand-wringing over Twitter. Uh, a lot of people just saying, hey, you know, this is – they were just doing way too much talking about the refs in this series. Do you think it was officiated fairly? I know that's a great big open-ended question, but, you know, like I'm sitting there with my wife watching these games, and we're just like – I mean – how do you officiate what Giannis does? It, it it just seemed like every single play down the court, there was some sort of reaction either in the positive or the negative on how he bowled his way to the basket and what the Celtics did to try and stop him. I mean, do you, do you feel like in the in the grand scheme that the refs did a good job, or do you think that there was a right to be outraged from both sides at times? I think it was more so earlier in the season. I think now it was like it was fine as the series went on. Yeah. Um, like it was just it was like watching Shaq back in the day. <laughs> when, mm. when you know in a series and you know Celtics fans didn't get to watch a lot of Shaq in those series up close because the Celtics were not good back then <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but from when you watch seven games of Giannis in a row against this defense it's like wow yeah like he probably got away with five or you know ten charges in the series at the same time the Celtics probably got away with like 
10 fouls on him in this series, at least, like, when you go neck and neck. And so, I mean, yeah. the good story is, like, I feel like as the series went on and we got into game four, you know, five, six, and seven, the, the officiating became less and less of a story. And the Celtics, you know, I think became less surprised in terms of what Giannis was going to get away with and what he wasn't going to get away with, and they kind of were, were ready for it and were, got better at playing through it, if nothing else. And so that came to the full today. I thought the Celtics, you know, you, they didn't receive pretty much any complaining in terms of, like, in-game action that we usually saw from the likes of Tatum or or Grant Williams or yeah. whatnot. I mean, there are a lot of times where, you know, they missed a call and Tim just dusted himself off, got right back up and into the play instead of, you know, mouthing off. And that, that bodes well for this team if they're going to, you know, planning on getting through this heat team because, you know, the, the physicality and the intensity is just only going to go up from here, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely like to see that trend continue as well. It would be very refreshing. I mean, you mentioned Shaq. Uh, I certainly saw him abuse the uh, patron saint of my uh, childhood playing the center position, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, <laughs> in the 2001 finals. And, you know, it, it makes me think about uh, the interior. Obviously, the Seas, are they down Rob Williams right now? We don't really know because I guess he was available, but he didn't play. Um, do you have any concerns, you know, about the Celtics? Uh, Miami's a different team uh, than Milwaukee, you know, in terms of how they're structured. Like, what's your what's your real worried? Is it is it inside? Is it is it at the wing position? Is it uh, you know Milwaukee's ability to to shoot the three? Uh, what's the, or excuse me, Miami's ability? Is there one particular thing that stands out that like, oh geez, the Celtics better lock this up? Yeah, I mean, you have to. I think it's the shooting, and Miami's offense isn't what it used to be this year. I think because you know Duncan Robinson obviously has been. Mm-hmm. MIA for most of the playoffs. And then some of their supporting pieces now are more defensive minded than offensive minded when like PJ Tucker of the world and, you know, Lowry, if he is available, mm-hmm. but you know, Tyler hero has abused this team for years in big spots. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Jimmy Butler brings to the table and, and Bam out of bio has just gotten better and better offensively. Um, and so that's where in this series, like Rob Williams should matter a lot. Like having a healthy Rob Williams there. If you remember what, Bam Adebayo did to Daniel Tice in game six in 2020, then you're, 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 you're really, and, and then and the fair thing now is like, you do have Al Horford too. Yeah. Um, you didn't have Al Horford then. That's going to help a lot. You worried about and his mileage not, at all, B-Rub? You gotta be. I mean, he, like the last few games of this series, um, I thought he played really well defensively, but the offensive, you know, you know, the shot might is not there as much, which makes sense when you're, playing him for 35 to 40 minutes a night against Giannis to get through there. So, um, you know, it worked out in game seven, like Al won them a game in this series and they got enough help from other guys like Grant and Peyton Pritchard, um, et cetera, tonight on top of what Tatum and Jalen Brown were able to do. But yeah, like you have to, you certainly want Rob Williams back to be at least somewhat of a fact in the series because yeah, you know, Al Horford, it's, that's a real lot to ask for him to, handle Bam for 35, 40 minutes a night. Yeah, it's a big ask right on the heels of, of having to go at Giannis for seven games. Um, is there an X factor for you for this series? I mean, other than just Rob returning and playing some sort of meaningful minutes, I mean, is there a Celtic player beyond the obvious, like, oh, you know, Jason Tatum needs to score? I mean, yeah. We, is there someone who it's like, I'd, I'd really like this guy to step up and and uh, really show something in this series? I think it's got to be a pretty big Derek White series. 
I, I keep um, waiting for the Derek White series, Brian. I I, I just uh, you know, and he did some things in this series, but I'm I'm really waiting for some prime Derek White. Yeah, right. I mean, we he he teased us, Sean. He teased us in like game four, five, and six. He came alive. I thought he had some really big moments in those games. Yeah. And then, but the Derek White we saw tonight is not going to get the job done against the Heat. Um, one of ten from the field, one of six from three. Still plus ten. So I mean, it's like you know, you obviously was a contributor defensively. He was out there in the third quarter when Tatum was in foul trouble. But against the Heat defense, which is a lot more switchable than the Bucks defense was, mm-hmm. you need guys like White to keep the ball moving, to make them pay for leaving him open. And that's something that, you know, he's been on and off all postseason long. So if he can kind of come through here and punish the Heat for, you know, switching a big on to him or whatever – kind of scheming they do or even just going to zone he's someone who's going to have to have i think a big offensive impact in this series because that's going to really loosen things up for tatum and brown if he's someone that they're going to have to respect both from the perimeter and just with his ability to drive and and create for others yeah great point and i want to see it you know particularly after we saw him deployed the way he was in this series and and the good side of of what that could be one more for you and I think I shared with you that my expectations coming into the season was, okay, I think they're one of the top four teams in the East. I think you could say that, like a good scenario for them. They'd be in the top four, and they'd probably win a playoff series and be out in round two. Uh, you know, I think expectations have adjusted incredibly uh, since since the start of the season, and certainly since January where a lot of people were down on this team. Do you think there's, there can be any sort of feeling of satisfaction from the fan base? Obviously, the players, you know, they're going to want to make that jump, particularly the ones that have been here for a while or were here and came back. You know, they, they want to make the finals, for God's sake. They've been close enough. Uh, but do you think that at this point we can kind of say, hey, well, the Celtics did more than we thought they were going to do, or is this kind of like, uh, can we just break through and make the finals this time? Well, I'll – answer that with a question myself. What's Kyle Lowry's status from this series? I think what we find out there will kind of help us answer that question. Because if he's back, then, yeah, like, those are two teams evenly matched. And, you know, if you you go out in six or seven here with, you know, a couple dramatic games, like, okay, like, there's no harm with that. Like, that was a hell of a run. If Lowry is out or if Lowry is ineffective, that's a huge part of their team and so that means you know you're going to be beaten by like Victor Oladipo or Max Struess yeah in their backcourt like it's it's a situation or Duncan Robinson if he you know you know comes back and becomes a factor mm-hmm. after a rough regular season like if if Lowry is down then this is a monster opportunity for Celtics I even said I mean if they had lost this Buck series at the beginning of the series I would I with Milton out I thought that would have been a disaster just based on what this team has did in the second half of the year and just their trajectory and their yeah. track record in the postseason. Now they're getting past that. If the window of opportunity is here now, Sean, and they've already gone through their growing pains. So now it seems like it's time. So I don't think they'll have anything to hang their hat head low about if Lowry plays, but if not, I think, you know, it would be a disappointment if they don't get to the finals after if he's, if he's out. It's time. I mean, Jason Tatum certainly showed not only is he, you know, he's 24 years old. He's ready physically for the moment. He was ready mentally for the moment in in game six. And, you know, if that's the embodiment of of what the Celtics, you know, we heard Jalen Brown, what he said after the game, this is a team that seems like it's ready. So great point by you, Brian. And we'll definitely keep an eye 
on the Lowry uh, injury situation here as we approach Tuesday night. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to obviously uh, catching up with you and, and reading your stuff at Mass Live, listening to your podcasts. As I said, I'm not just a, this is not just a token endorsement here. I, I'm a man who listens to the Celtics podcast and winning plays is right up there in my queue. Uh, B-Rob, thanks for taking some time to talk to us tonight. Thanks a lot, Sean. We'll talk to you on there later this week, man. All right, take it easy.